The Tilted Land Shark on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everybody, to the Tilted Landshark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn, and as always, I've got with me my fearless co-host, Zach. Ah, I'm just stumbling on the Come nickname. On, your nick- I've been able to give you a nickname every single week. This is 25 episodes, and I'm just reaching the bottom of the barrel and or my imagination. But Zach's it stopped here. At What's 24. up, Zach? I'm here. It's not not much, yeah, man. It's a hard stop. Uh, just yeah, just getting ready for uh, what's going to be an awesome pod. Getting ready for what's going to be a hell of a weekend in uh, SFI. So kind of multitasking here, but I'm excited to get this uh, pod up and going. Yeah, you. So for one, it's a milestone because this is our 25th episode. Uh, it's also, I mean, we're growing as a pod, but we're growing as people because we've kind of been dis- big, disgusting homers for the Atlanta Hustle all season. Yeah. But we're branching out. We're branching out. We're we're bringing in other people from the AUDL. This is like our our sensitivity and inclusivity training. But Zach. Why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Yeah, uh, one I'm excited about. We have a uh, once a player for the ADL. I think two years for Indianapolis, two years for Austin. And now I think he's on year two coaching for the Austin Soul. We have Coach Najee here to join us and talk with us. What's up, Coach? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Listen, I'm already in my comfort zone. We were talking before we started recording, and uh, apparently we know all this, all the same people. He knows my best friend, John Champagne, who I hope is listening to the pod. There's sometimes I've told stories and had to disguise his name because I'm like, ah, he's like got a job now. I'm not sure if he wants this this out there. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's we're here we go. We're branching out. We're bringing in the coach of the Austin Soul. Uh, let's go ahead and let's fire away. Let's talk about that last game against Atlanta. What adjustments did you guys make that allowed you to make that comeback in the fourth quarter? Well, you know, the halftime speech wasn't necessarily about making adjustments. It's, hey, we're in this game. We just need to execute better. Uh, Atlanta's a very talented team, um, but I'd say our theme all season long has been focusing on what we can do within ourselves and the controllables that the Austin Soul can have. And when we're playing at our best, I think we're really hard to beat. And so while we were down uh, each of the first two quarters, I think they were execution errors and not necessarily things that we were, we needed to change too much. And so, you know, we came in, um, I want to give all the credit in the world to the Atlanta squad coming to Texas for the two, for the doubleheader is a hell of a feat. And for, it's hard for anybody. And uh, they battled Dallas the night before, luckily, for some free ultimate. 
they had more points than mm-hmm. they should have coming into us, you know? Um, so kind of our theme is let's run, let's have a high scoring game, high scoring game should favor us being at home. I think we're an extremely fit team and hopefully they have a little fatigue. They're also missing a couple key players, but really we didn't have to make too many adjustments. It's guys we're in this, uh, stick with it. Trust the game plan, trust your teammates, no matter what happens, keep your head up, keep grinding. We will get there. And um, the one tactical adjustment we did is we adjusted on certain players uh, in the first half. We were pushing them deep. Um, We isolated a couple players and pushed them under. And um, I don't necessarily know if that generated any extra turns, but I will say uh, going into that Atlanta matchup, we implemented a double team for a few practices. Last year, we didn't have any bye weeks. It was extremely difficult to make any in-game or in-season adjustments because, I mean, you have your game on the weekend, then you're uh, coming back to life during the week, and then you're playing again. And that happened for 10 straight weeks. This year, we've had the the luxury of having a few byes. And uh, the bye week before playing against Atlanta and also getting to play Dallas beforehand where we could practice the strategy, it really kind of – uh helped us execute our double teams better um if we play atlanta 10 times nine of them are going to be one point games probably going both directions uh we happen to win that game but really credit to our players credit for everybody keeping their head up our crowd is sensational we put on such a show in austin our eighth man is real um so a combination of a lot of things led to us winning that but i don't think it was any big changes so I, there's one thing that you said, you know, where you're talking about that, that kind of rings with me. And what I, I'm going to paraphrase is, is do your job. And it kind of that Bill Belichick, Nick Saban kind of approach of everyone, just do your job and we'll, we'll be okay. Which, I mean, it's one of those things across sports. It just, it, it just kind of, you know, it's a successful pattern. And you guys put the hoodoo on Atlanta because I, I don't think they really scored many points just after that. Like they, they had weeks of, of just kind of a scoring drought and seemed after they ran into the soul last time. Yeah, I, I want to hit on the fact that you said that you just happened to win that one. Um, but winning that game put you in the driver's seat to make it to the playoffs. Um, we've always had a lot of ill will on how the playoffs are set up and how the South is only stuck with two bids. So for you guys, the Austin Soul, what were your expectations coming into this game? Um, I can probably tell you a lot of the talking heads had Carolina and Atlanta one and two in this division. And what you guys did – uh, against Atlanta at home was huge. Did you guys, I mean, obviously you want to see the best of yourself. Did you fully expect to be in the driver's seat of a playoff push towards the end of the season? Um, your expectations going probably into the playoffs if everything plays out well. How's that all going to shake out for you? What were the expectations like? Look, when I was hired as head coach, I told them I wanted to compete for championships and it's not going to happen overnight. And I laid out a three-year plan. All of our players are aware of the three-year plan. First year, go 500 or better. We did it. We unfortunately missed the playoffs, but, man, we grinded and we grew, and a whole new group of people developed chemistry and proved that we could play with the title contenders. Uh, Year two, the goal is to make the playoffs. So we absolutely all expected to be in this position heading into the season. Um It's really unfortunate that there are only two bids in this year's playoff structure. 
because no matter what, one out of the three of us, and if Dallas had a stronger season, one out of the two out of the four of us uh, could be title contenders missing the playoffs. That's crazy. Yeah. I think I think the playoff teams in our division would do well in most of the divisions. Uh, but uh, I mean, we have a 12 game schedule. And so I mean, everybody talks about how important every NFL game is. They have 17 games. Right. You can miss a couple mm-hmm. uh, in the AUDL. And when you have such a small division, you can't really miss too much. And so looking into the season, predicting where we needed to be and not knowing how things were going to play out. I think the, the thought was if we reached eight wins, I think that would be a good benchmark to consider a successful season. And that would probably get us in the playoff contention, depending on how uh, Carolina and Atlanta split games, but really it would take minimum of nine wins to really get us there. And then we would also have to hope we win a tiebreaker. Um, We had to play Dallas five times and that's extremely challenging. I think in any professional activity, whether it's chess, poker, sprinting, ice skating, skateboarding, pick an activity, pick a sport for somebody to beat somebody four times in a row is extremely Mm -hmm. difficult. We see it every NBA playoffs and to do it five times. uh, Our goal was not necessarily to beat them five times, but we understood that if we did, we would be in the position we are. Um, So I mean, we're, we're aiming for win number nine next week, and that'll get us in the playoffs. So we absolutely expected to be here, and it was it's exciting to be in position uh, in, in, for competitive games at the end of the year. So what you know, you you mentioned you know you're you're on your 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 path for nine wins here. A lot of your wins uh, have been due to I mean, just the how well the soul are playing at home uh what what do you attribute to that home success is it a little bit of home cooking is it is it austin staying weird i mean you mentioned that the eighth man is we- is uh is real he's real and he's weird right probably yeah our crowd gets crazy they're really loud uh on tv it kind of looks ridiculous how empty our stadium is but the fact is we play in texas where we have massive high school football stadiums and uh we still get a lot of fans at our games and everybody that comes to the games knows what's going on and they are so into it and uh those intense tight games they they've given us an edge multiple times we've seen our opponent make mistakes when you normally wouldn't see them make that mistake uh but there's a couple other factors too we train really hard we're a good team i expect to win at home um if you're going to be a top team in this league you have to win at home so it starts with defending your own turf number two is our team name is the Austin Soul. For people that don't know what that reference is, that's Spanish for sun. Yep. It gets hot here. We're aware of it. We train in it. And we are very intentional with training in the heat. I'm actually glad that you cleared that up because we thought it was the shit out of Lux for, <laughs> for the entire entire season. Uh, so we'll correct it. We'll, we'll correct that going forward. It's a lot of names that we're still confused that's, about. But we're still, over yeah. the course of this season, we'll, we'll work that one out. We uh, struggle with names, t- just Calling a spade a spade here. You talked about uh, how, you know, the top teams in the South, the teams that could make the playoffs or teams that could be very highly competitive in other divisions. You guys took a road trip to the Central Division. You guys went into Chicago, played Chicago, very close game, and then went into Madison and took care of them at Madison, which 
you know, when Madison gives you your best, they're a really good Frisbee team still. Um, what kind of statement do you guys think you've made being able to handle that kind of road trip? And also, I want to know, on your point of view, how does ultimate and central division differ than what you have to deal with every weekend in the South? Okay. So the going to the Midwest, I think um, the way we interpreted that trip, it was really big team building event for us. Uh, Mm -hmm. We got to play new teams and go to new cities for almost everybody um, together. Madison has the best environment in this league. Um, in the preseason, when owners were talking about the schedule, our owner asked, where would you want to play? And Madison is number one. That's the best stadium to play at. It's really exciting. They have, they put on a great production. Um, but at the same time, with the 12-game slate, knowing that we'd have to potentially play two of the best in the Midwest, that's a big risk. Uh, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. not to Tampa, but I think I would rather – in terms of competitiveness, played for two easier wins than uh, what we would have to play in the Midwest. Um, it was awesome playing against two really athletic, challenging, different opponents. Chicago, I think, matches up with us really well athletically, physically, and tactically. We have very similar uh, structures of our team. And um, that's another team I think that we would trade a lot. I would love to see Atlanta versus Chicago. I think that'd be a fantastic matchup. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they have a lot of big bodies that match up well with our guys. And a lot of our smaller athletes match up well with their smaller athletes. It's really fun to go against them. Uh, you know, we got complacent there in the third quarter and their adjustments, making their double teams, they were effective against us. And it was really frustrating to not get the win when we were – in position to do so and in a very good position to do so uh, and playing in a double header losing the first night that is it's a knock mentally it's really challenging to wake up and just forgot forget what you just did and reset and knowing that we're playing in the hardest venue i've been hyping up madison since the day it was announced and that crowd was real that atmosphere was real it impacted everything i uh, i formerly played on the alley cats I don't know the exact number, but I've probably lost in that stadium eight times. Most of those having the lead late in the fourth and then the Madison crowd, eighth man came alive. And so um, for us to stick together and keep our heads high and pull that win out was everything. Without that win, we don't win against Atlanta at home. Without that win, we're not a top five team in this league, but we did and we proved it. And we got it done. And uh, I think that game is going to pay dividends for years to come. We have a lot of young guys on our team. And so to go on the road in a tough environment and have the opportunity to play against the most storied team in our league, it was a special weekend. Um, Zach, I can't recall what the second part of your question was. Uh, it was just talking about how the style of play differs in the mid. If you see anything, maybe not. Maybe you know you're so focused on what the soul is doing that yeah. doesn't matter outside, what style of play you see. Outside of the hermetically sealed dome, uh, which by the way, Coach Najee's skin is just—you can tell he played in the in the hermetically sealed dome because he's he's just glowing. I was going to ask him what his skin routine is. I remember you played in the dome. 
Um, so uh, the big difference in the Midwest versus uh, the South is our tryouts are outside. In December, <laughs> January, we're outside. February, mm-hmm. we're outside. We're never inside. In fact, when I say talk about playing indoor here, people like don't know what that means. And uh, every Alley Cat tryout that I attended was indoors in the middle of the night. If you play for Madison, there's a classic midnight to 6 a.m. tryout. Um, so I'd say there's a big advantage in chemistry building in advance of the season starting. So if you look at the week one through week five games and you compare the South and the Midwest, I think the South is a lot cleaner overall because the Midwest hasn't had a chance to acclimate together. They haven't played together. And on top of that, a lot of the games that they have, uh, Minnesota will have flurries. Madison will have flurries. Detroit will have flurries. And I mean, you have a toss up of the weather any given night for that first month and a half in the Midwest. In the South, you don't really see that. Um, towards the end of the season, I think all the good teams are closing that gap. And it's really mm-hmm. hard to tell the difference other than kind of personnel differences and tactical. But I think Chicago and us are fairly similar. I think Atlanta and Madison are fairly similar with just different personnel. Yeah, that's it. They, they're they outdoors while everyone else dries up like a raisin in the soul. Oh, look what I did there. There we go. Yeah, a little length. We're warming up. For you Philistines out there. Um, yeah, so real quick. So I've played a couple of years in the South, like three or four years. Uh, I no played against the Austin no Soul a few times. But back when I played them, I don't know if you can see this. I'm wearing my old Nightwatch jersey. Their yeah. watches ended. Uh, yep. Throwing it back. What do you have there? Ooh, Look at that. Nice. Still that's alive. Nice. Um, <laughs> we can talk more about them later. Um, yeah, so I played against players like that's that's the that's, old logo. That's that's, nice. that's a throwback. That's In the nice. small small franchise years that we've had, we actually had like two or three different logos. Uh, but I remember playing against players like Cunningham, uh, Mick Walter's still there, Purcell's still there. But those were like the players, the key players we honed in on. But now, last year, the Soul had the headline of they were a young team. Uh, this year, it was no different. You have, of course, you got Kyle Hankey, right? You got second-year player Evan Switek. But then you have two rookies come in, Mark Evans and Radak. So what's been your impression with the youth of the team and how well they've developed and how well they're competing? We've tried to develop a family atmosphere here in Austin and select guys in our program that will buy in and push one another and do so in a positive growth mindset. Uh, One of my big pushes when I became the coach was – building a culture where we have a deep practice program and Hey, they may not be ready yet, but they're, we're going to develop them. And at the end of the year, when a lot of teams can't put out a full 20, our 35th guy will be well-trained for that moment. And we're fortunate to have the university of Texas here and a couple other close college programs. And so kind of a focus has been uniting anybody that wants to buy in and is willing to put in the work. And it's addicting being around a group of guys with a common goal. And we do that week in and week out. And it's been years to get to this point. Um, Last year we had a new team, but we also 
I mean, we live in Texas. We're able to do things during the pandemic in 2020 that not a lot of communities and states could. Mm-hmm. And we we built ourselves. We developed and we grew together. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to play. Um, but that translated into the next year. Um, and we we built that foundation of family, playing for one another, egolessness, and just it's fun to be around the guys. And uh, now, um, I mean, Austin is the city in America that the most people are moving to. Mm-hmm. In that population, I think it's safe to say that there will usually be some elite players. Mm-hmm. Austin is a tech and ultimate hub. It's one of the reasons I moved here. And um, we're starting to see that uh, translate into AUDL players. And so we've been fortunate to pick up some all-stars that have moved here. Um, but I hope we're not done. I expect some more to come here in the, in the coming years. Um, but really, it's been about growing a program, developing uh, the young guys, and getting buy-in from everybody. When you set that bar or that, that high bar of expectation, uh, when people enter the program, you, you can grow from there at a high level. Mm-hmm. So – you you mentioned having those the college teams close. Uh, one of the most embarrassing moments for me ever uh, in my ultimate career happened at Jingle Bell Hell in in Denton, Texas. When you probably know this guy Callaway five hold me on the mark five hold me, and I found out that's what he does because then you're looking for it and you're knocking your knees together later. Uh, we have got to get to a quick break. Uh, get a word in from our sponsors here on the Tilted Land Shark podcast brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It was really hard to pull away. This has been a great interview. So stick around for the for the uh, rest of it. We'll be right back after these words. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet the MLB. And now... Bet $500 on sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome back to the Tilted Landshark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, if you're just joining us, I say this every week. Just go to the beginning. This is a podcast. You don't have to rewind. You don't have to wait for the program to come on again, catch a rerun. Just hit the back button. You can hit the 15 seconds back button a few times if you want. Uh, but we are here with Coach Najee of the Austin Soul. Uh, we're, I mean, I, I, I don't even want to ask questions because I just want to sit back and be motivated because I have been. Like, I, I want you to put me on a three-year plan where it's like, first, you're going to get to a point of fitness where you don't sweat when you brush your teeth. Um... <laughs> You're going to have some some damn self-esteem in year two. In uh, year three, you're just going to have a 50-inch vertical, just, you know, rooftop people, uh, you know, going up and getting it like a like an Australian shepherd. Zach, you had questions? Yeah, so we've, we've talked a lot about the Austin Soul. Now, Coach, I want to get to know you a little bit more. How did you get your start in the AEDL? I know you played the first year playing was in Indianapolis. What got you hooked on it? 
So I played call. I learned about the sport and I uh, started at Missouri S and T. Well, the school used to be called Missouri Rala. They changed their name to Missouri S and T minor threat. Uh, and I played there from 2006 through 2012. And um, upon ending college, and that's the exact time the AUDL formed, I moved to the state of Indiana. I moved to Bloomington, Indiana, which is about one hour south of Indianapolis. I had some success in college and I wanted to pursue a higher level and moving to a new community. I think the easiest way to make friends is to find the ultimate community. So naturally I found the ultimate players in Indiana and I ended up joining with the, uh, the Indy Alley Cats. Uh, our first year was in 2014, but I moved there in 2013 during the middle of the season. Um, those guys became my family and they're still some of my absolute best friends. And it's awesome seeing, uh, some of the success the guys that I started as a rookie in this league with have had and are still continuing to have the Nick Hutton, Rick Gross, Levi Jacobs, Spencer Lascar, among many others. I love those guys. And it's, it's awesome seeing Valley cats playing meaningful games at the end of the season again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, you've had your hand on the alley cats. You have your hand on Austin. They've become like the two darlings of the AEDL, like the two fan favorites. Right. That's pretty cool. So how, just in general, how did you get your start into playing Ultimate? Was it something that you uh, maybe kind of played at like a really informal level in, in high school? You know, that every, like me and Zach say, everyone kind of gets to start playing like church youth group, you know, Ultimate. Everyone go deep, 500 more than anything. Uh, and then you kind of pick it up in college or, uh, you know, did you have a, another path? Chase, you nailed it. I kind of picked it up playing this weird random game that we thought was Ultimate. I think uh, a lot of people are familiar with not having – back of the end zone or out of bounds or any stall counts or even realizing that you could throw a forehand or upside down throws. 50% Um, of the people not wearing shoes more than likely. Probably more than 20 people on the field. Yes. I, uh, I played with high school cross country friends and a lot of uh, my community friends that just wanted to have extra play sports with one another. And we found this game. When I got to college, I really became passionate about it. And uh, I feel like where I went to college was a pretty depressing town overall. I really didn't like spending any time in Rolla, Missouri. I love my friends, but engineering school is hard and uh, there's nothing to do there but drink. Evan got those damn three billboards. You know, they didn't even get the three billboards. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So uh, Ultimate was kind of my, uh, my platform to leave Rolla. And so me and my friends, we only had like nine or 10 players. So we didn't need five cars or anything. We needed two cars. We can go anywhere in the country. So we spent most of our weekends trying to go wherever we could. We tried to play eight tournaments a semester. And it was, again, addicting to be around guys that had that same mindset and were also willing to like go wherever we needed to. And I can tell you, we did some cheap things back in the day to make that happen. Yeah. (laughs) One time we, I, I, we went to sectionals in Manhattan, Kansas, and we camped instead of uh, getting a hotel. And while at the campgrounds, we found a, a handwritten intervention letter, uh, and it was to a gentleman named Grover. And it was talking about the the impacts of, of Grover's uh, drug and alcohol abuse uh, in, in this handwritten intervention letter. We can't figure out if it's real or not. I want to believe it was. There's some uh, very interesting characters in Manhattan. That's true. <laughs> 
I would always, I never understand what goes on in the Midwest, honestly. Chase has all these stories that west of the Mississippi is beyond yeah. what I could fathom. Yeah, we, we found that uh, male nudity was way more rampant uh, west of the uh, the Mississippi, uh, as it turns <laughs> out. Um, yeah, it's, uh, oh God, do you, do you know Scott Brown? Shot down like Scott Brown? Um, I him getting kicked out of George's majestic at harvest moon, uh, doing, doing a land shark and them just, uh, tossing him out onto Dixon street. Were you there for that, for that harvest moon? Yes. See, it's real. I told you it was real. We have you can verify witnesses. It. I was there dressed as John champagne for Halloween. You look exactly like him. He's, hey, he's oh an attractive God. man. He was a male model in high school. Fun fact. Give him shit about that. Um, Man, this is this is great. Like, for, first of all, because I feel like uh, there's a little bit of like a verification of like, yeah, yeah, Zach, that's how it really was. This guy, this guy who we revere now on the Tilted Land Shark podcast, you got validation you can, you can for me. Yep, there it is. There you it can't is. Knock it. All sorts of all the male nudity stories were true. They Credit were true. to every land shark that ever takes place at Harvest Moon. It's a special <laughs> time. It is. A, it is a special time. That is. Uh, that is probably. Uh, if you're playing around the country and you've never been to Harvest Moon, oh my God, get your ass to Harvest Moon. That that's one of the best tournaments in the country, hands down. Don't don't expect to be too serious though. There is some very good ultimate that that goes down. I have this, you know, as serious as you can be. Like dress. Uh, one year we were lumberjacks. We were break dancers. Another year. Uh, yeah, like as serious as you can be dressed as a 1980s break dancer, but still, uh, get get your ass to Harvest Moon. God, I was, a- I'm, I'm done with the I'm done with the hustle. You know what? The hustle had been my team. I'll, I'll tell you what. I love the game. I love the hustle, man. But now the love affair is over. I'm on the I'm on the Austin Soul now. You put that tattoo across my chest. <laughs> That's right. Here we go. Oh. Uh-huh. I didn't know we uh, brought on the coach for a sales pitch for. Uh, yeah, I don't even know why you're here anymore, here. Zach. Me, me and Coach Naj will handle this from the, from the, from the rest of the um, time. So Chase and I had some fun in our previous episode doing some power rankings every week. And this past week we did uh, team names, team logos, team brands. So uh, I think I've asked you if you could give us your own little power five for that, if you don't mind spilling the beans on that. Sure. So to make it clear, it's uh, power five for name, power five for logo, and power five for if, if you want to rope it all just to one yeah. power five you could do that kind of what we did yeah like overall brand overall yeah, yeah. there's steez who's who's the steeziest okay uh well uh am i allowed to say who i th- i think the austin soul have an extremely strong brand and i'll start with yeah. we have great colors that represent what it is Mm-hmm. Our logo actually has some subtle Easter eggs. Uh, there are lines across the sun, which are actually guitar strings. And Ooh, our name is also hey. a pun on being the live music capital. And uh, so yeah, combination always... of our colors, our logos, and what we have going on, I we're number one. There you go. Okay. I remember always having that little rivalry with Austin whenever we, I played for Nashville. We always talk about which city had the best live music, and I forgot Austin was up there for that. So, yeah, that's fair. I like, I, I'm now looking at your logo and studying it, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to go get lost in it later, um, quite honestly. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I, I really, there's one team that I'm really hoping makes your list, but I'm going to let you go ahead, give, you, give the rest of the four, and uh, I'll tell you why this team I, I hoped made it. Okay, uh, 
my number two AUDL brand is the Madison Radicals. I think they throw an amazing party uh, of a game day, and their logo is extremely crisp, sharp, easy to read. Uh, Their color scheme is fun, vibrant, and uh, being the colors that they have, I think think they've done a really good job of getting that community bought into their brand. Uh, They're winners overall. Mm -hmm. That's a winning program. That's the winningest team. Uh, I think it's an extremely strong brand. Tim DeBile is a genius. I really admire what he's done. And uh, the Madison Radicals would be my number two AUDL brand. I I just saw something when I looked at the Radicals logo, and I'm going to share it with you guys offline, uh, what I just saw, and now can't unsee with the Radicals logo. Please, please, number three, who you got? My number three AUDL brand is the Seattle Cascades. Yes! That was the one. That was the one. I love their color scheme. Uh, they mm-hmm. resemble the Pacific Northwest teams. Uh, they have a unique jersey design that none of the other teams have. Uh, their font and their branding and all of their alternative logos are all A brand, all A tier. They, the, the Tick Homes have done a great job with that franchise, at least appearance-wise. So I, I'm going to share why my obsession with the Cascades. I'm going to keep it brief because I talked about this last week. Uh, I watched a whole – I had little back problems. Uh, I watched a whole bunch of the show Aliens in Alaska on uh, the Travel Channel, and I learned that apparently the reason that we can't lock down Bigfoot is because Bigfoot might be an interdimensional being. He can pierce the veil between the dimensions. Come on, interdimensional beings on your Frisbee jerseys and no mushrooms in sight? Come on. There we go. Number four, who you got? My number four, AUDL brand. And this is not reflective of their records. But I think the Detroit Mechanics have an extremely clean brand. Uh, Their logo represents the D D and the M. It has a gear. And they've had very nice-looking jerseys for generations. And Um, you look... It looks like you can buy a bike from them too. <laughs> uh, having having a name that like uh, reflects your city, I think, is pretty cool. Uh, the soul represent Austin. I think the mechanics is a great name for the city of Detroit. Um, I don't foresee them ending their streak anytime soon, but I do think Brent Steep has done a good job with the brand of what the Detroit mechanics appearance looks like. Very nice. And how are you bringing it home? Number five. Oh, there's so many, like the five through 12 range is pretty, like there's a lot of close ones. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Uh, they recently rebranded, but I think the number five AUDL brand would be the Spiders franchise, formerly San Jose, now Oakland. Yeah. They that's... have very good color scheme. Their jerseys look professional and their spider logo is very modern, futuristic, cool looking. And I think it's easy. It's really, uh, it's professional looking. I, I think it's a solid brand. We, we mm-hmm. got the, the West of the Mississippi connection going on. Cause I had them number five too. And we like the spiders because it sounds like the name of a, a street gang in New York in the 1950s is, Hey, Oh, Hey, Oh, right. as far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. 
No, the Spiders are definitely a pod favorite. Recently, too, they've looked so good. They look such really a good sharp. ultimate team. Yeah. There, we've got them on our, our list of uh, whenever we talk about this in the offseason of teams that we think could make a make a move forward next year is uh, the Spiders, at least for me. I don't know. I have, I'm not sure if I'm oh, still yeah. Zach on it yet. Time time for some research. We'll, we'll do some research soon. Playing in the West Division last year was a little bit scary, knowing that you have the Bay Area and Seattle, and then on the horizon, Denver and Portland, me- meccas of the sport. Yeah. yeah. The top players in those communities all buy into – professional ultimate it's gonna be really exciting to to watch yeah it's some diverse ultimate out there too it's it's been kind of a a whirlwind going on you know i mean san diego just pulled off an upset on colorado you guys had a great show in last year going through the west which i'm sure was a blast for your guys getting to travel up there so yeah totally understand that well that is coach Najee's top five AUDL brands, the steeziest of the of the steezy. Uh he he had Detroit. I had Tampa Bay in mind. Like, so congratulations, Tampa Bay and Detroit. You both made a top five power ranking list during the 22-2022 season. Wh- didn't think it was gonna happen, but look at you. Look at you. World You're victories. all winners here on the Tilted Land Shark podcast. This has been this has been excellent. I uh, you're welcome back. Anytime, if you ever just want yes. to replace Zach for months on end, uh, I don't know what your schedule's like, uh, <laughs> but I will, you know, we, yeah, yeah, we'll I don't have that Midwest connection. What do you want? It's the Southeast. All right. But pump your brakes, Junior. Um, is, but yeah, man. coach, you have the weekend off this week and are you going to be up to? Uh, we have the luxury of studying our opponents. So there you go. Uh, we took this week off uh, getting our minds and bodies right. Everybody needs to heal up and recover. And then starting this weekend, it's game mode. Okay. I don't care what Tampa's record is coming into us. They have nothing to lose. We have a lot to lose. They could shoot. uh, It's going to be fan appreciation night, and we're going to throw a hell of a party that night. So um, starting this weekend, we'll get back into it. But we're going to be watching the uh, Dallas-Tampa matchup. Okay. Right on. That is a hell of a plan. Uh, it was a hell of an interview. We can't thank you enough for coming on to the Tilted Land Shark podcast. Uh, we got to get another quick word in from our friends at IP Vanish. When we come back, uh, Zach and I are going to talk about how we uh, we broke the book last week with our with our uh, our win against uh, Colorado. Uh, so we'll be right back. Stick around for more Tilted Land Shark podcast brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. I'm talking your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that's just like getting nine months for free. 
IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. Welcome back to the Tilted Landshark podcast and you know, we've all seen the the sports touts that tell you we're gonna go, we're gonna murder your book this weekend. These are your must plays, your locks, your dogs that you have to play to absolutely, without fear, just step on your books next and end them. Well, I think we did that last week. I think we accidentally ended the book uh, because the book uh, just has not put out any odds uh, since we we smacked them around plus six hundred uh, yeah. last week. Which, uh, by the way, whoo. Um, down <laughs> since it's a week late, but uh, we murdered the book. They even took off their futures. They they took off the future bets because I was New York was stuck at minus one thirty to win it all. I was like, dude, I'll, I'll put down some more money at minus one thirty for New York to win it all. So, listen, uh, they're if, scared. If, yeah, if my man's got out, outstanding bets, so all I got to say is, pay that man his money. Because he's got some winning futures locked in. Uh, so since we don't have uh, odds, uh, we are re- returning to the to the Zach Avila Tropicana Sportsbook, where he's he's put together some odds, which I mean, it's pretty much end up being the lines uh, at at yeah. our uh, you know at the uh, at the book, uh, pretty close to him at least. So Zach, I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna let you take the driver's seat. Just guide me through this here. Oh boy. All right, here we go. So my opinions. If I if you if I sound further away from the mic, it's because I am. I'm reclining. I got my arms behind my head, uh, like a boss, like a boss who ended a book. We're gonna start with. Uh, we'll go division by division. Start in the Eastern Division. We got New York at Philadelphia, <coughs> and actually, finally, so I was doing my research last night, and I was making sure of rosters. Uh, not all of them have been sent out yet. Now it looks like they have because some of these teams, like Empire, who's locked in the one seat, or uh, uh, who knows, Colorado, or something like that, you don't know if they're going to start uh, sitting players or not. So, a lot of these lines are made assuming these players are fully rostered. Uh, you can look at their current rosters if you want now, but something got... tells me you've done more research than the book was actually doing at this point. Probably uh, New York, yeah. the book doesn't even care about the weather they don't care if indianapolis playing indoors they'll set a number at 42 and a half bunch of rubes bunch of jamokes so tell me what's the what's the line what's the total so i actually have new york minus three and a half i have the total at 47 and a half against philadelphia friday night it's gonna be pretty warm low winds um philadelphia we know philadelphia they're a five and set or five and six team i think at right now we're five and five but their five losses have come at a combined six goals. And that includes a two-goal loss to New York. They finally get to host New York. They have a chance to make a statement. Um, naturally, New York would have four and a half, five and a half points here. But I think there's a little bit of emotional handicap. Philly is going to be ready to play this game, have a lot to prove. I think the league has seen that they could play very well. So I have New York minus three and a half. The total at 47 and a half. Um, are you going to want to make picks on this, or are you just going to sit back I, and listen? Here, I'm going to go. I'm going to go ahead and make picks, and I'm going to make picks on my own money line that I just set. Uh, give me Philadelphia plus 750 on the money line. You know what? While I'm at it, give it to me plus a million. Yeah. I Why not? That. Why not? Uh, we're making the lines. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. throw them at me. I'll make make picks. I'll, I'll throw them back at you. 
Uh, Here's so, the yeah. tilted uh, sports books. Our money lines are pretty tilted. So yeah. 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 It, it, we have reverse juice. It's the good juice. We have like, it's like pudding. It's like tasty, mm-hmm. you know, it just drips, drips all over you. You know, it's like taking a bath and warm butterscotch, not like paying out money to a book. Go ahead, Zach. What do we got next? Yeah, you're good. I was, I was going to say New York really good on the offensive end converts at a high rate. I want to see how James Pollard and Sean Mott, Ryan on Philadelphia can keep up with them. Um, so if they could play this game close, that's momentum going into the DC game for a playoff run. Speaking of DC game, number two in the East DC at Boston this Saturday after it's an afternoon game, like midday game, 95 degrees, probably mild winds. Um, I have DC minus five and a half and the total set at 43 and a half. Now be careful here. DC is on a little bit of a win streak, but um, I got to remember Tanner Johnson. I think his name is on Boston. If you give me one second to look this up real quick. Sure. I'll go ahead and tell you, uh, you, I'm going to go ahead. I will take uh, Boston plus the points there. Here we go. Yeah, Tanner Johnson is activated for this game for Boston, someone we haven't seen a lot of, but when he's playing for the glory, Boston shows up. He is 3-0 with Boston this year, 5-2 and all-time. Uh, a few of their losses coming from Carolina and New York. And if you look at their home split, they're 4-1 at home. So they're going to compete at home. They're still a good ultimate team. So yeah, D.C. minus 5.5. I would probably lean towards Boston on that. I think they could play a close game with DC here. 43 and a half, I think it's a good number. Uh, it's going to get warm, so may, the game may drag out. They may have some extra breaks, so maybe it's going to be on the lower end. We'll see. I wasn't, but I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was adding more zeros to the Philadelphia line. <laughs> in, in the where, where are you at now? Where, where are the odds at now? Let's. I need to put some commas in here so I can count this a little bit faster. Okay. All right. uh, Seven billion... 500 million to on, on the money line plus 7 billion 500 million keep it going i'm we'll gonna give clean you, we'll give you, you out son i'm gonna clean you out son and this is why i've already killed a book this book. week fool going for number two uh let's go to the central division real quick chicago at Pitt saturday night uh this is i got i put chicago minus six and a half total at 40 and a half and a lot of that is dedicated or dictated by how poor Pitt plays offensively i don't think they have a lot of 20 plus goal games this year um chicago's already i think missing a couple players i think uh nate goff is going to be coming back with them but right now have chicago minus six and a half i may look at that final roster and make some adjustments maybe chicago gets seven seven and a half um but the one game they played this year earlier in the season, I think Chicago won like eight or what was it eighteen and nine or something like that, nineteen and eight, yeah, something like sounds, that. That sounds Pitt about struggled. Right. Yeah, yeah, Pitt so, struggled. Uh, this is gonna be my dog of Palooza. Let's go. Let's give me give me Pittsburgh plus six and a half. Hey, Why how about not? this? We parlay every underdog, and I'll give you a gazillion to one odds. Sounds good, but you better fucking okay. pay up, buddy. Um, game two uh, of the Central Division, Minnesota travels to Indy in what I thought was going to be a critical game because if Indy wins this game, Minnesota and Indy are tied record-wise. But according to the tiebreaker, I doubt since Minnesota beat Indy by, I think, like 14 goals earlier this year, Indy can't catch up to that point. So this game doesn't matter too much. Indy wins, they're in. 
that simple, right? Indy wins their interim from Madison to Chicago. Indy's in. It's at Indy, which this would have been our last week and to be able to hit the over. Um, yeah. But I've got Minnesota minus one and a half. Indy has played a lot of close games at home. They lost to Madison by one, lost to Chicago by one. Both games they should have won and they've blown. Um, Minnesota's defense I don't think works that well against an indoor team like Indianapolis. They've been able to dictate a lot offensively. So I could see this being a back-and-forth game. Um, so, yeah, I have the total set 48-and-a-half because I went brain-dead there. I should put this close to 50-and-a-half, uh, but we'll see what happens. I think 48 is a safer number. I'm not paying attention. I started putting in fancy concatenate formulas into your spreadsheet. Um, on to the next one. <laughs> I, I'm laying off this one. It feels like one not to touch because I was not paying attention. Go ahead. What's the next one? All right. Well, we're going to go out west, and we're going to go L.A. at Salt Lake. This is going to be one of the windier games. Uh, I have Salt Lake City minus 7.5, um, total set of 43.5. Even though it's windy, I still think Salt Lake is going to blow them out. I have not been w- impressed with L.A. recently, ever since they lost Ever Shapiro. They've kind of just – they're done. It seems like they're done playing Ultimate. That, that, now they have to do a road trip. It's probably just going to be a fun road trip for them. So I got Salt Lake minus 7.5, total set of 43.5. Uh Later yeah. on that day, oh, or whoa, next whoa. Day we... Salt, Salt oh. Lake plus seven and a half. Salt oh, sorry, I, I'm sorry, uh, uh, LA plus seven and a half. You got LA plus seven and a half? Yeah, well, I'm parlaying everything, so you owe me all your gazillions. You're Go actually ahead. writing this all down on the spreadsheet, aren't you? I am, I am. I'm being, yes, I'm, I'm shutting <laughs> the fuck up, letting Papa work over here. All right, all right, Saturday, San Diego travels to Seattle. The hot growlers, the reason why the books are down and trying to recover. It's probably ripping some people off right now in this weekend's golf tournament. Um, San Diego, I got minus three and a half total set of 40 and a half. Seattle's actually a good team at home. Uh, and we saw them against, I think it was Salt Lake. They lose 25-24 to Salt Lake at home with the full squad. I think that's going to be the case this weekend. Uh, and the first meeting, San Diego only won 22-20. to 20. So I don't know if we're going to see the San Diego team that dominated like Colorado this past weekend or if we're going to see a San Diego team that's going to barely win you know, close games against what should be lesser opponents. Okay. Where you uh, I, I, I don't know. I quit paying attention again. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Back to back time. LA aviators after their game against Salt Lake are traveling to Oakland on Saturday. It's actually going to be pretty cool out in Oakland. I got Oakland minus two and a half total set at 40 and a half. Uh, again, LA's offense, not good to begin with. Now they're on the back to back against a hot Oakland team that we've been on quite a bit recently um yeah chris long with 38 assists 10 goals 10 blocks for the season norton with 33 assists and eight goals and the offense is running through him their offense is looking good looking tight they've not they're not giving up a lot of breaks recently so i mean i think oakland minus two and a half i'm giving you some value there you could probably see this game go five six goals wide if la just gives up in the second half yeah okay uh and la plus two back la plus two and a half let's go all right. He's taking all the dogs. All, all right. San Diego, uh, San Diego at Portland Sunday. San Diego on the back-to-back traveling from Seattle down to Portland. Uh, yeah, San Diego minus five and a half. Total set at 39 and a half because Portland is just terrible. Uh, we I saw this game, Oakland versus Portland, and Portland's offense was terrible. Oakland took care of them. Five and a half, maybe a steal for San Diego. San Diego probably blow this team out. 
Uh, I think we saw Colorado take a road trip. Their last stop was Portland, and they just destroyed Portland. Or was it Salt Lake? One of the two. What was the total again? Total 39.5. Expecting low scoring game. I am going to take San Diego minus five and a half. Okay. Yeah. Totals are tough. Totals are very hard to get. So uh, if I. Listen, if you I've, guys are seeing I've these totals and to stay away from the totals at the the Zacavello Tropicana Sportsbook, you know, yeah, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just all gut handicapping with the totals. Um, all right, in the South, the last two games, Dallas is road tripping. I think this is Dallas's like first road trip, two game mm-hmm. road trip of the season. Mm-hmm. They start Friday night in Atlanta. <clears throat> we remember that. First game, Dallas and Atlanta played each other, went into overtime. Dallas should have won that game, and we wouldn't be talking about how Dallas doesn't have a win yet. They're kind of ramping it up and looking good. But I've got Atlanta minus four and a half. The total set at 39 and a half, like we talked with Coach Najee. That Atlanta plays low-scoring games. Um, they make offenses work lateral rather than down the field. And it could for a team like Dallas, they could kind of get bored, and we could kind of just see a low-scoring, slow game. Um, what do you okay. say on that? You, I, give me Dallas plus four and a half. You're there that much off the hustle now. Hey, eh, whatever. When well, someone confirms they... your story of, of male nudity and a land shark in a bar, you got to show respect. <laughs> and then finally we have Dallas after covering the four and a half against Atlanta going down to Tampa where we'll probably have a game of the winless teams uh, unless Dallas pulls the upset, which I doubt. So (laughs) I think Dallas is the better team. I've got Dallas set at minus two and a half total at 38 and a half because this could be some of the ugliest ultimate. I think if you want to watch some like entertaining, but like what the hell am I watching ultimate Dallas at Tampa Afternoon storms, I think just like the Atlanta-Tampa game last week, how it got delayed because of the thunderstorms, this may be the same scenario. Um, I will be tuning into this game from my comfortable hotel in Fredericksburg, Virginia, uh, because I think this will be entertaining. But I've got Dallas minus 2.5, total set at 38.5. The sports book that shouldn't be named. uh, If you want to, you know, get back into the ADL action, talk to me. I'll give you some lines. Sure. Uh, give me Tampa Bay on the money line. Tampa Bay on the money, just taking the home team. Yeah, the plus odds. That's fair. I'm not even. I'm not even going to put in the odds here. I'm just writing myself a blank check if Tampa Bay uh, wins. That's the way I'm approaching it. Uh, I'll tell you how many zeros after the game, depending on how tough it was when we get this dub for the cannons. Uh, that's all I got. Those are. That's it. Ten game slate. Those are my numbers. There we go. That's uh, we can't thank Zach enough for for doing this uh, and for being accurate at it. Really, uh, I'm kind of we'll getting see. in here and fucking up his mojo, adding just zeros upon zeros uh, onto uh, here at the <laughs> Tilted Sportsbook. You make your own odds. That's right. That's right. We also <laughs> we feature uh, card games of war. Uh, <laughs> Rock, other ta- tables. Oh uh, yeah, other table games such as guess how many fingers. Uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. But that that oh, is uh man. yeah that, that's all the games uh we we I mean we gave you the meat early we gave you the meat early whenever uh, Coach Naji came in and, and yeah. talked to us uh that was a great interview we can't thank him enough uh, for for joining that was so much fun um mm-hmm. Zach you got anything yeah. to say got anything to any parting what are you doing in Fredericksburg uh, are you going to like a NASCAR a race or? yeah oh. yeah no I've got a another frisbee tournament uh, for those who actually play ultimate. 
SFI East is in Fredericksburg. Tanasi went last year, lost in the finals. This year, we're coming in as a three seed behind. I think Vault is the one seed, and then uh, Mad Men, the two seed. So, so it'll be uh, entertaining. It'll be fun. Well, good luck to you. Good luck to friends of the show, uh, Yanni. Big germ, playing with his money is like playing with his emotions. Uh, good luck to, to the rest of the Tanasi team. Uh, break Appreciate seed again. It. I believe in you yeah. guys. Maybe bring yeah. some of that. What West- do you do? Bring some of that West of the Mississippi flair and the skill will make it. You know, hang dong. That's what I got to say. Why not? One at a tournament like that, just let it all out. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, Let's see. I've got uh, scrimmages for the uh, MLFB for the Arkansas Attack that I'm going to be watching and writing reports on. I've got Delmar starting this weekend. I've got Saratoga still running, uh, which Saratoga, like – like Saratoga kicked my dick in and then it like kicked it back out and then it like kicked it further back up in like, it's been tough. Um, yeah. Like I, I, I feel like I have not stopped work, working since July 1st, like quite literally like seven days, like, and like working from the time I wake up until way too late. At the night. lifestyle so, of a gambler, man, no days off. It's the, I mean, it's the lifestyle of a hustler is what that is. That's, that's my what, final that's farewell. That's looking for. That's, that's my final farewell to being a hustle hustle fan right there. It's the lifestyle of a hustler. It was nice. Rip. It was nice. But, yeah. That is it for us on the Tilted Landshark podcast. Even our even our guest, Steve Najee, Coach Steve Najee would, would agree. Hammer! Or you're nothing. We will catch you next week when we wrap up the regular season. Week 14 is upon us. Oh, shit. Catch us next time on the Tilted Landshark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are out.